Welcome to the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. On today's episode, Yo Body. We talk through some things that can help you feel your best on the course. We'll also talk with FPO player Erica Stinkcomb and do a wrap-up of the weekend's tournaments, including Junior Worlds. A couple of things. Outside of Erica, none of us have any kind of medical training, so please make sure you talk to a professional before attempting any of the exercises or other things we talk about. Also, it's more than okay, and in fact important to know your limits, especially in this crazy Midwest heat we've been having. It's okay if you need to leave the course and live to play another day. All right, time to talk, ladies, disc golf. everyone. I am Becca Cuphart. Thank you for joining us. I'm very excited to have with me today back in the studio, Crispy and Paul. Hello. With Crispy and I, you've heard her name mentioned often on the podcast, and now she's here. It's Anna Hare. Hi, Hello. Anna. Hello. happy to be here. <laughs> so, Anna, since it's your first time in, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to disc golf? Yeah, I think it's a great story. Um, my sweet mate in college uh, said that, hey, my boyfriend who, who lives in Lawrence, he does this thing called disc golf and uh you should come go learn how to play it with me so i can learn how to play with him so we were living in wichita going to uh, wichita state university so uh i was like sure i'll i'll give it a shot and uh we go to the disc golf course uh we show up and we're there and hypothetically ready to play um but didn't see like you know how we were supposed to get started (laughs) and you know some people saw us kind of you know looking confused and saw that we also didn't have any discs <laughs> um yeah we you know we thought i didn't we, know that part. Right, yeah so you know it could, i was i don't know what we were thinking we we just thought we would just show up and be ready to play and that's how it right. worked we didn't really think too much into it, it but so yeah, it's not like a skating rink. You don't you don't rent discs. Okay? <laughs> right. So that's um, a great idea, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like who knows who else had that kind of situation happen to them, right? So, luckily for us, there were um, some kind souls that donated their old beat up discs so we nice. could play disc golf for the first time. So cool. that's how I started disc golfing. <laughs> that's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> wasn't Wasn't there another woman that actually gave you one of your first discs? I think that. Um, Miranda, uh, I met her, uh, when I was doing a solo round in Wichita once and I, I don't know if she actually gave me a disc, but she gave, she was the one who turned me on to, uh, playing with a Valkyrie. I, well, I met her at the time and then I connected the dots later. I was like, oh, I think she's the one who was like, oh, oh I, I'm, I'm a big, you know, proponent of ladies disc golf in Wichita. And, uh, she said, oh, you might try a Valkyrie out, you know, that might help you get started and so uh it's i've had a long long long-term love affair with valkyries ever since so (laughs) so did you two meet in wichita then or did you meet here ann and i met at the gym in wichita no here weird okay well and i overheard her talking to somebody else about disc golf and so my ears perked up right away and (laughs) i said oh putting our weights away after a weights class and 
Yeah, and she gave me her card, and yeah, I, I just got those business <laughs> cards. Serious. Well, yeah, because you started your job around the same time I did, and I yeah. just celebrated five years too. So yeah, she and you yeah. you started playing in Lawrence, right? It was like the I first learned time how to play in out. Lawrence, yeah, like twenty years ago. Like, so I well, I you're playing, from Wichita, but... you're in Wichita, you're playing with somebody who mm-hmm. wants to play in Lawrence. Like mm-hmm. this is just like destiny. Yeah, it's right. Just it like... Like... Oh, you know, it's just, and we met at the gym, not disc golfing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we come to our segment: What you've been. Skin, where we each share one disc golf related thing that we are excited about. Crispy and what you got? Well, since I'm going to plug your show on one of them, I get two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of them is that I actually won an entry into a um, launch pad yeah. tournament. So I haven't quite gotten in touch with Jerry about that because I can't play the one in August. So I'm excited. I get to play in my first launch pad discs, a tournament and for free, you know, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and then I'm actually excited for Liz and MK's thousand rated wedding. Yes. Um, our friend Liz and MK are getting married on actually... Oh, well, they're getting married on August 18th, and then they have a 1,000-rated wedding tournament um, on August 19th, which is also my husband's birthday. So oh, cool. what a great weekend. Wedding, disc yeah. tournament, husband's birthday. Woohoo! That's awesome. Also, what a great date for a wedding. It's 81818. My name's a palindrome, so of course I'm a big fan right. of that that date <laughs> that they chose. So, and yeah. how cool to have a sanctioned tournament for your wedding. Yeah, I mean, I'm with, really I mean excited. especially with MK and Liz. Oh, yeah. Less, of so, course. Yeah, yeah that's going to be, be on their uh, history for the PDGA yep. page. Right. Yep. Awesome. That is so, super cool. Very excited for the whole affair and yeah yeah awesome Anna what you got first thing that came to mind was um when Lauren Butler was here in town for the Kansas City wide open I kind of have a weird um thing I'm kind of a little OCD with a lot a few things a lot of things um but (laughs) (laughs) um one of them is somehow I just got into this weird habit of bouncing when I putt yeah. And the reason why I think I started doing that is because it helps me check my balance yeah. and then also helps me get up on my front toe, mm-hmm. which is good, like for getting my putts in. And I know that I struggle. Well, you know, people would tease me about it. So I began to get self conscious about it. And so anytime I wouldn't bounce, though, the putts wouldn't go in. So sure. it's kind of been a struggle for me to figure out how to uh, address this because, well, and Lauren said a couple things that. I just hadn't heard about the bouncing before. Like she said, well, you know, I'm concerned about your line of sight. Mm. You know, if your vision is moving up and down, that could affect, you know, your ability to get the putts in as well. And so she gave me some other uh, pointers that I'm working on. And uh, like anything where you're trying new techniques, you you get worse before you get better. So I'm kind of, kind of in that stage right now with, but I, I am hopeful that I'm going to have a productive putting routine after I work on this kink. So Yeah, I like it. Cool. Awesome. So my thing is kind of related and tying into our topic of the week. I played my last tournament on June 2nd, and it was awesome. And I felt like the best that I've ever felt after a tournament. And I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm back in disc golf shape. (laughs) And then my June was like crazy. And outside of like maybe playing one round per week, I just wasn't doing anything. Um, So this last week, I was able to kind of get back into it. And there's a really short nine hole in Lenexa, where sometimes I 
run into Crispian. And uh, <laughs> I've started going there in the mornings to do quote unquote speed rounds. I'm just trying to play as fast as I can with one disc. And it's pretty hilly. So getting mm-hmm. um, some hill runs in. Some of those shots are fun downhill. Too. Yeah, for sure. So just kind of trying to run through it a couple times. So I get 18 in. Um, yeah, so I was able to do that a couple times this week, along with some other stuff. So I'm hoping to get in better shape for the second half of the season. Very good. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, our topic of the week. Looking for the perfect disc golf disc to take your game to the next level? Ladies First Disc Golf makes the disc selection process easy with an inventory of women's friendly discs. Ladies First Disc Golf wants to make sure you are looking and feeling great on the course. Jazz up your disc golf wardrobe with a large selection of apparel items for women disc golfers chosen and designed by women's disc golfers. At Ladies First Disc Golf, the ladies always come first. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com for all of your women's disc golf, disc, apparel, and accessory needs. And we're back with the topic of the week. Yo body. We're going to be talking about <laughs> the body in some ways that we can feel our best on the course. And appropriately, Crispian and Anna are here as they did actually meet at the gym. So that's pretty Woo. fun. So let's talk a little bit about on and off the course training. I think this is a little bit different for everybody. Um, but Crispian, what are some exercises that you recommend maybe specifically to help you when you're playing disc golf? Sure. One thing mainly is just cardio, being able to do cardio and have good cardiovascular fitness. I mean, I have said to my husband on more than one occasion that I feel like there have been times that I've handled the second round in a tournament better than maybe some of my competitors who are maybe not doing exercise outside Mm -hmm. of disc golf. Um, and I'm not singling anybody out, please. Nobody think that, but I just have, you know, occasionally I'll be like, you know, I feel like I have more, a little more stamina for that. Um, so some things that, you know, depends on where you live, but you're always going to have hopefully hills involved in disc golf because that's what makes it fun. Um, so, you know, stair, I mean, I like to climb a lot of stairs, walking on an incline. I'm a big fan of like three and a half miles an hour at a 10% grade that gets your heart going and, you know, get you, uh, get you using the backs of your legs. Um, cause most Americans I found in physical therapy, their quads are not strong enough or their quads are too strong rather and their hamstrings are not strong enough. So just that kind of stuff where you're using the backs of your legs, um, squats, lunges, I feel like too much upper body can kind of get in the way. So yeah. Anna, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah. Um, lately I've been, uh, what's the phrase off the wagon on exercising because <laughs> yeah, me too. of things, but, yeah. um, when I was exercising regularly, I do, it does just make me feel better overall getting mm-hmm. endorphins and everything. But, um, I would, uh, second what Crispin said, just having a good, um, like cardio mm-hmm. tolerance and stamina. So, uh, what I used to like doing was yeah, doing a half hour of stairs over lunch. Uh, I feel like that really helped with like endurance. Um, and then another thing that I like doing that I enjoy is uh, group classes. Uh, used to do body pump and then they switched it to uh, group power at the gym that mm-hmm. I go to. Um, good thing about those kind of classes and doing that kind of exercise. So, you know, when you're disc golfing, you're generally you know, if you're right-handed, you're just throwing with your right arm most mm-hmm. of the time. So it's good to, you know, incorporate some of those strength exercise classes yeah. because it helps you balance your body and muscles mm-hmm. out and also compensating muscles too. So, you know, um, you're throwing a disc with your arm. So you want to make sure all the muscles that surround that, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Erica will fill in, yeah. um, but, <laughs> um, but it's good to just, yeah, make sure that all your muscles are strong so that you're not just burning 
one out, you know? And then another uh, positive thing that I learned was um, I tore my rotator cuff nine months ago. Yeah. On my throwing arm. So, so sad. Why did it have to be the right one? Why did it have to be the smart one? Um, So that gave me the opportunity to learn how to play left-handed for um, my uh, recovery for about six months. But anyway, so interesting thing. I had some really great physical therapists. I was seeing about three of them rotating between each and every one of them. But um, it was really cool how they were designing exercises specifically meant for getting me back into disc golf because mm-hmm. they knew how important it was to me. So I can actually say that this, I would imagine, could be helpful even if you didn't have a torn rotator cuff that you were trying to get back into shape. So it was kind of tricky. She and I went through the disc golf motion, but we figured it out eventually. So you take a rubber TheraBand. I have a like a bedpost so I would tie it to, mm-hmm. and I just do... Uh, the disc golf, like reach back and pull through with that. Um, And then because I can't wrap the TheraBand all the way around my body, then Mm -hmm. I would, I'd stand like the opposite direction and then just do my follow through. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to imagine, but if you, you'll, if you try it, you'll figure it out. But, um, and then another thing that really helped a lot. So I got my drive back before I got my putt back as far as pain after the injury. And, um, yeah, I told the physical therapist, I, I, I just, I don't know what I can do to have it not hurt every time I putt. And so this is actually cool. I, I'm really surprised that it worked. Um, so I bought a, a circular five pound weight, mm-hmm. but like you would imagine like putting it on a bar or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and I just would do, you know, uh, three sets of 10 reps of the putting motion with that huh. uh, yeah. five pound weight. And that helped me get out of um, the pain part yeah. of putting. So it, it awesome. got got those muscles trained back up. So, yeah, just things that you wouldn't even think of doing yeah. that uh, helped me get my disc golf ba- game back. So yeah. got there were some good things that I got out of the injury, I guess. Yeah, so. and I would imagine, like, doing some of those exercises with resistance, even if you're not injured, would probably be beneficial, you know, for your game and just staying in shape probably, you know, through the winter, things like and, that. And just making sure that you're as, as like a now, let's see how many months is it? I'm like eight, 10 something months right. into physical therapy, literally like, like nonstop from hips to shoulder to neck right. to back. Just making sure that before you do any of that, that you check with your doctors. Yes. I mean, I really want to just put that out there because Absolutely. the same exercises that are going to work for one person. Like, yeah. I even know going to physical therapy twice a week there for like six months straight. Now I'm back to just once a month. Like my exercises changed mm. depending on the week. Like, oh, I was doing this one. It was really great. And now my shoulder's starting to hurt yeah. when I do this one that you told me to do. Okay, we need to switch it up. So, you know, I I honestly, there's a, I can't remember how, what they put it, how they put it in my physical therapy uh, place, but there's a, most people's insurance policy has a way that you can actually Mm -hmm. self-refer. That's what it was. Self-refer for physical therapy. So I would put out there for disc golfers, if you're having Mm -hmm. any sort of an injury, especially one that's affecting your play, check with your insurance company and see if you can self-refer to a physical therapist. Because I know mine said that they did some stuff that was specific for me with disc golf. And he said that there are people who come in once a month for like a PT checkup. Right on. Well, let's move into stretching. Stretching is so important. Um, I know the advice I've been given time and time again when I'm looking for ways to prep my body for disc golf is yoga. 
uh, yoga just seems to be super, super beneficial. Uh, shout out to Jamie Crosby. She does a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, yoga and disc golf stuff. And I've seen some other people doing uh, yoga programs before rounds um, across the country, which is really cool. Um, I try to make sure I stretch after a round every time. I definitely notice the difference. And I'm like doing pretty wussy stretches. I learned, you know, in volleyball in high school, nothing major. But even just doing a little bit of that seems to make a huge difference. Uh, Crispine, what's work, what works for you? I mean, again, I'm in physical therapy all the time. It seems like I actually have physical therapy tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> um, so for me, stretching my hip muscles, my hip flexors, and my um, abductors, mm-hmm. um, because I have some hip problems and had hip surgery and what, so on and so forth. And then doing some lower back stretching yeah. for me usually in the morning, some like offloading type stuff. I actually have an inversion table. Oh, yeah. um, which sure. is really nice. So I do that like a few minutes a day, every day, yeah. just to kind of get some traction on my spine. Yeah. Um, and then stretching my neck and shoulders mm-hmm. and, and yeah. chest. Most people tend to roll their shoulders forward, which yep. then shortens all your chest muscles. Yep. And then that can start to cause neck pain. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. And then, well, and the other thing is, is when you think of sitting up straight, what do you automatically do? You arch your lower back. Well, right. actually, your your tailbone should be tucked down and your sit bone should be on the chair. Well, nobody does that. When they tell yeah. you sit up straight, you're automatically, you arch your lower back right. and throw your shoulders back, which is right. actually not the healthy way to do it. So mm-hmm. a lot of my stretching is like PT based, but mm-hmm. I will say that stretching out kind of the outside of your hips is really beneficial I find yeah um stretching through the chest so even just you know grabbing a wall with one arm up you know and, and pulling through just to stretch out your chest muscles is really good um I mean I do a lot of dynamic stretching yeah. as I play disc golf a lot of like moving stretches so mm-hmm. that's kind of my thing I, I've never been as good at stretching as I should be but I've found that dynamic stretching and things like that works best for me yeah Anna any thoughts to Christine's point about dynamic um that was another thing that I like about the the uh, group classes I do, mm-hmm. uh, especially with um, group power, is that a lot of the exercises that they have you do in that class are involving balance, mm-hmm. and practicing your balance is very important for mm-hmm. like uh, being good at disc golf. I know putting, like if I've had a beer or two before I try putting, it's right. like wow, what happened to my balance? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I didn't realize I needed that much yeah. to putt. But anyways, so. Uh, just throwing that out there, but uh, as far as stretching goes, I would say I used to be the person that would uh, get to the tournament five minutes before it'd start and just, you know, right. start hucking disc. <laughs> right. And yep. um, I found that if I get to a tournament an hour ahead of time and I, uh, you know, maybe empty my bag uh, once or twice on drives and approaches and then when I'm done doing that um just get some good reps on putting that uh I'm starting my round a a lot more loose and limber and uh playing better um because I know during casual rounds uh I'll joke oh oh it's halfway through the round I'm warmed up now right so actually warming up it's a thing yeah you should do it it (laughs) helps it's it's a thing Yeah. yeah I'm really bad about warming up so I need to work Work on that routine. Oh, and then uh, last thing about stretching, yeah. get yourself a foam foam roller. Yeah. Those are really good. Um, lots of things that you can do with those. And don't get the short one. You think, oh, I'm going to do myself a favor, save yeah. some money, get a short one. You just can't do nearly as much. You need to get the, uh, what is it, like three foot right long on. one. 
All right. So that kind of goes in hand with avoiding injury too, right? (laughs) As much as we can anyway. Um, Both avoiding injury and then recovery. uh, Because as I'm getting older, those are two things Mm -hmm. I'm a lot more conscious of. And I know uh, the rolling, the stretching, the warming up, those are all really, really key to avoiding injury. Um, certainly form is a big deal as well. Anytime I've hurt myself, it's cause I was trying to do too much, you know, like I'm going to kill this disc. And as it turns out, the throw wasn't that good. And I also maybe hurt myself. A the disc bit. was going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think not only did I shank my drive, but now right. my shoulder hurts. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. not a great feeling. I'm glad I'm not the only one maybe who's had that. Um, so I think, yeah, putting some time into learning good form and just keeping it slow. You know, that's the crazy thing is you want to put an athletic move on the disc. You want to whip that thing. But also, you know, going too hard, um, too fast can, can lead to Not injury, all sure. of us were meant to really run up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate to say no, it. No, it's but... true. Yeah. <laughs> Another random thought that yeah. I had. When I was talking about doing a putting uh, routine with the physical therapy with the five pound, yeah. don't actually throw it. I just realized. <laughs> I was like, we're talking about injury. <laughs> like, no, you're just going through the putting motion. <laughs> right. But please don't throw five pound weights. Yeah. Like Especially you know, right in front of your TV. Or like, something. Yeah. <laughs> you could damage some stuff. Yeah. Too. So, okay. Disclaimer Fun there. time. Good, good. Watch out for your dogs, kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next thing I'd like to talk about is something very much on my mind because the Midwest has been bananas hot this summer. Um, and we had a really cold winter, too. So I want to kind of talk about some ideas. Let's start with hot because, like I said, that's on my mind. <laughs> of how to deal with extreme heat while you're playing. Anna, I know you've got some experience in this. Yeah, so um, just just recently I had a, a big scare as far as uh, heat exhaustion, heat stroke went. Not last year, but the year before at Warp Tour, um, I think that I went into it dehydrated, mm-hmm. which didn't help, but also it's always, you know, in July during the hottest month of the year and... Um, I, well, and they are also offering free monster drinks. There's no such thing as a free monster drink. <laughs> Let me tell you. Don't, so, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. So <laughs> I, I, I was feeling hot and bothered. Yeah, so right. I, I chugged a icy uh, cold monster a, drink. Yeah. That, um, Terrible nutritional decision. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> then um, my friend and I are walking Sorry, around monster. seeing all the, you know, uh, uh, vendors at Warp Tour and one of the people working said, oh, look at that guy over there. He just puked. And people began dropping like flies. I yeah. kid you not. And so that's a sign, <laughs> yeah. by the way. If you if you start puking, yes. that means that you're yes. dehydrated. You and get yourself about, out of there. Yeah, that's so, like serious yeah. So, yeah. so just so you know, watch out. Like yeah. if, yep. if you start feeling nauseous, because that uh, so it just so happened right after we saw the guy puke, <laughs> I started feeling nauseous. Right. And um, my f- friend said that all the color... Like yeah. I, I went pale. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't, my tongue got tied. And it got whiter than she is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, oh. I, I actually have a good deal. <laughs> <You do. laughs> so she's, she's just, um, I love Anna. Yeah. That's what friends are for is giving each other a hard time. So, um, and it, I'd never felt anything like it before yeah. I started shaking. And I said to my friend who's, probably about 20 years older than me. Yeah. Uh, I said to her, I was like, I don't, I don't feel good. Yeah. I think, 
I think I might need to go to the medical tent. And so went to the medical tent, which was right behind the most metal stage ever. <laughs> so as I'm like clinging to life, and I like metal actually, <laughs> yeah. as I'm clinging to life, I'm like, could I just turn it down? Could I just turn it down? Anyway, so the, the guy in the medical tent put an ice pack on the back of my neck and had me start sipping right. wa- uh, warm water or, yeah. you know, uh, not... Like not cold warm. water yeah. and um i could barely keep that down yeah. like even mm-hmm. a little tiny sip i just felt so nauseous yeah. and um he was telling me yeah he sent seven other people out in ambulances that yeah. day and i was this close mm-hmm. from like taking him up on that offer yeah. i wasn't even sure if i was going to be able to walk from the venue right. to the parking yep. lot and yep. as as we left people were just leaving in droves yeah. uh just it was just a really brutally hot. Yeah. Um, it, so that's the first time I've ever really been heat exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so I think that things that came out of that, I'm more aware of the symptoms. Yeah. And But I think I'm also maybe like a little bit more susceptible about, yep. to now. So yeah. things that I've done to mitigate that while disc golfing. Um, so, and I, I've taken this, uh, I, I don't know what the exact name is. I've taken it to other warp tours who like a whisking towel. You a can frog get frog tog. I yeah. think well, it's one of the ones that you've gotten. I got a frog tog, but the one that I actually like yeah. better is a little bit thinner than okay. a frog tog. And it, it, uh, it's that same type of stuff. It's yeah. a, it's a different material. So, oh, but gosh, there are, cool. there's a few different things. Yeah, we got one for our dog actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, for... and so I put that over my shoulders and it, it helps, um, the, uh, evaporation rate yeah. or something yeah. which helps you cool down. You had it last so. warp tour when we were there together and it was working for you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So that, um, so now I do that. That helps a lot. And I'm planning on t- uh, packing it for uh, Emeralds and Charlotte. I've heard it's going to be kind of hot yeah. and humid there, kind of like it is here in Kansas City. But uh, the people that I, I have coworkers that come in from Charlotte, they make it sound just awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and then, uh, electrolyte tabs uh so electrolyte tabs you just drop them in your water and that helps you um stay hydrated too and then snacks are actually um something that you you should be kind of munching on little salty and sweet things to keep your energy going during your round too uh, and Crispian probably has a few pointers on the snack front too, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what no, that's like, you, you always no, have good snacks. I'm a, I'm a food oriented person. It's cool, man. Um, no, for like hot hot weather. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to do with you know being hydrated. I mean, Anna mentioned electrolyte tablets. I had some. The ones I found though have caffeine in them, and I don't want that necessarily. Not the ones that I, I found are like none. Yeah, like, and you and those UN? ones. A lot of those yeah. do have caffeine, and you and do. Oh, really? I've, yeah. I've been but huh. yeah, you may That's have the non-caffeinated one. The I one that I found the was caffeinated. But but huh. regardless, I yeah. I just some sort of electrolyte replacement, and you have to make sure that you get like the majors, you know, the calcium, magnesium, you yeah. know, potassium, and then sodium. But I like um, emergency makes electrolyte yeah. electro C yeah. packets, and I like those. They don't have sodium in them, but that is. The great thing is, is that that actually leaves you then with your snacks. You get salty snacks while you're playing. I'm a big fan of beef jerky. If you're a vegetarian, salted nuts is really mm-hmm. good. Um, I'm a big fan of like nutritional bang for your buck. Like I eat a lot of junk food. I'm not going to lie. Like 30% yeah. of my diet is junk and yeah, then 70% yeah. is like high quality Me food. Too. Yeah. Um and so, you know, like I'm a big fan of like making my own trail mixes and um 
doing things, like I said, like beef jerky, uh, you know, so for heat, I think it's really important to be well yeah. hydrated beforehand. Um, my niece was with me all weekend and I, I joked that I was like a water pusher because I'm like, yeah. okay, you want, you want milk? How much water have you had? Let's <laughs> right. drink that first, you know? So um, I did an interview with um, Ken Tank Franks, uh, five, he's a local pro, five questions interview a long time ago for yeah. our local club. And one of the things he told me was before a tournament, he tries to drink like a gallon of water if he can, like every mm-hmm. day before a tournament. So, yeah. you know, it's really good to drink a lot of water. So I definitely have that in my head, his little yeah. voice in my head. Like I start to try, start to hydrate more right you know a few days beforehand not like the day of because then you're already mm-hmm. like behind um you know for hot weather you have to consider bugs mm-hmm. plants hot weather considerations are very different than cold weather considerations because yeah. you have to worry about like wildlife like you don't have to like with cold air yeah. so right. um you know worrying about making sure you're wearing long pants if there's a lot of poison yeah. ivy or long socks worrying about you know here we have a lot of ticks there's a lot of poisonous yep. ticks chiggers um, all that stuff. So I just try to be physically prepared. Um, lots of cotton. I don't wear, like, unless it's dry fit, mm-hmm. I don't wear anything but cotton when I play yeah. because I like things to actually not. That's such a good point, too, because, <laughs> like, I was so stuck in polyester mode over the winter because mm-hmm. that's really good in the winter mm-hmm. because you don't want to wear cotton um, in the winter as much because it won't, um, like, as you sweat, it doesn't it just, hold it in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. It, it works, it works against you. But that's a good thing in the in the summer. So I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely making sure I'm not putting on my polyester stuff as much. And to your point, you know, kind of going back to hydration, too. Um, I'm so glad that one of our friends told me to um, also to continue to hydrate after the tournament. Mm-hmm. Like this last tournament that I played that I felt really good at, I drank 32 ounces on my way home, mm-hmm. kept drinking when I got home. And it was awesome um, because I felt so much better yeah. than I expected to. Coconut water, really, really good after a yeah. tournament. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I've been like hooked on it lately, like just after any hot day, coconut water. Yeah, I'm a yeah, big okay. uh, I'm a big fan of encouraging people to use sunscreen. Um, sunscreen, 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 sunscreen. And by the way, I have really sensitive facial skin, and I just found a great um, mineral-based sunscreen. Yes. I'm just going to put it out yes. there. It's called Cots, C-O-T-Z, and it's tinted, and it's yes. a mineral. And you're like, oh, my God, tinted, gross. It's all, like, brown, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it works on any skin yeah. tone, and basically all it is is just to keep, because mineral sunscreen yep. makes your face white. Yep. Um, and so it's amazing. I love it. Like, I don't have to reapply. Yeah, I mean, you're really supposed to reapply, but I'll I'll tell you, I've had it out for two or yep. three hours, not any sign of burn, anything like that, because it's so, because yep. it is that mineral base. So I'm just throwing out there because I used to not be able to reapply sunscreen yeah. and make my face burn. I've yeah. thrown out, I can't tell you how many sunscreens. Yeah, right. So big yeah, fan I, of that. I use a copper tone clear zinc. Okay. It's a new mineral. So a mineral, too, yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. So That's I'm a really big good. fan of sunscreen. Good conversation, ladies. Thank you so much. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, my interview with Erica Stinkcomb. I'm back with Erica Stinchcomb, and I thought Erica would be a great person to interview today since she's both an FPO player and has a background in athletic training. So Erica, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with me. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Uh, So can you tell us a little bit about your background in disc golf and uh, your background in athletic training? Sure. Yeah, I started playing when I was 16 years old. My the my dad introduced me. Uh, I grew up in San Diego area. So we played uh, Morley Field mostly. Um, They added Kit Carson down there if anyone's familiar with the area um, midway through high school. So we played every weekend and it was definitely just a casual thing with family and friends. And I came up to college to 
go to athletic training. I'm in Montana uh, for school. So I went to Missoula, Montana. It's where I'm at now as yeah. well. Came up here from San Diego. So that was an interesting change. <laughs> I still play disc golf, but just in the summer, not so much in the winter. Yeah. I played a little ultimate, but kept things very casual as far as Frisbees were concerned. Missoula has a really good athletic training program here. Um, not a lot of people know really what athletic training is. Yeah. Uh, and we've been around for a long time. So it's it's interesting. If you're watching a professional event and you see somebody run out to an injured player, usually with a large fanny pack, that's an athletic <laughs> right. trainer. Uh, so I like to describe us as kind of half EMT, half PT yeah. with, you know, some extra taping skills and some other things thrown in. As far as disc golf goes, I actually didn't play my first tournament until after I graduated college oh. and I was reluctant. Um, I was like, why would I pay money to throw Frisbees? <laughs> That's a free thing. And um, a buddy actually spotted me the entry free because I was broke <laughs> and just wanted a friend to do it. It's his first tournament too. So I'm super grateful that happened because mm -hmm. I played and did pretty well in advanced women and knew that's kind of what I was going to be doing for a while. Awesome. Um, so I moved to Seattle after I graduated college to do athletic training um, and started playing a bunch of tournaments right about that time. Really cool. So uh, what are you up to in disc golf these days? What are some of your disc golf goals? So I moved to playing FPO last year. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a tough transition. You know, you, just even thinking, well, I'm a pro now makes you think, oh, wow, I really have to play better and play more mm -hmm. consistent. But um, it's a learning process. And I'm definitely improving um, so I'm just, you know, I'm trying to play as many tournaments as I can and also balance working. Yeah. And I would like to tour a little bit more next summer. Um, yeah. I was able to tour for five months last year. It was amazing. Uh, I'm recovering from that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mostly money wise. Right. I mean, I would have kept going if I can, but yeah. it's, you know, it's not easy to tour for that amount of time. Um, if you're not really cashing at many events, which I only cashed at a few. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm just trying to improve my form and, play some of the big ones and prepare for next year. Cool. So before we kind of switch over to the athletic and body side of stuff, uh, you're sponsored by Westside Discs, correct? Yes. Cool. As so of this year, first sponsor, other awesome. than Whale Sacks, but first disc manufacturer sponsor. Very cool. So can you give us maybe a couple Westside Discs that you would recommend? Sure. I think Sor the Sword as a driver is yeah. probably my go-to, but I also throw the Sorcerer a lot. It's a little flippier. Um, and I really like the Destiny. Uh, mm. It's very flippy, but it's high speed. So you can throw some really cool booming Anheuser shots uh, and turnover lines. So that's really fun. Um, my main mid is probably a, a Warship. Mm. Um, I like that one a lot. I really have probably too many discs in my bag, and I'm trying to narrow sure. it down. Right, Because yeah. <laughs> there's just so many to throw trilogy-wise. I primarily throw... Uh, west side and dynamic with just yeah. maybe one or two latitudes thrown in so there's a lot to learn it's been really fun awesome okay so we want to switch over kind of to talking about the body taking advantage of the fact that you are a professional that knows things and also knows disc golf um so can you give us maybe some specific disc golf exercises that you would recommend uh for helping us feel good on the course and staying in shape Sure. It's, I mean, it's tough because everyone's different and everyone has their problem areas. And I, 
that sounds a little frustrating and vague, yeah, but definitely. you know, I can tell you something that works for me and it might not work as well for you. Right. Um, I would say in general, disc golfers maybe are not known for being uh, hardcore athletes, yeah. you know, um, we kind of just go out and we do the same sport specific thing all the time and maybe don't necessarily put the other training in right. that other, maybe more traditional sports do. And I think what I hear the most is someone says, Hey, I'm, hurting in this spot and what should I do? Right. And, and their, their question is how should I stretch it? And yeah. although I do think stretching is great and it has its place, I think a lot of times people think I'm really hurt and the way to fix it is with this stretching. And then once it feels better, there's not enough strengthening. Mm. Um, so I think there it's, I personally have had issues with like mid back and mm. like upper upper spine and neck problems. And yeah. I definitely overstretched and didn't strengthen enough. Mm. So everything in, um, has its balance. I would say like, here's a really good example. If your low back hurts, a lot of people have low back pain, especially yeah. as they get older and especially in America where we sit a lot. Right. Um, it's not necessarily your back. That's the problem. It's your hips that are the problem. Mm. And so, you know, doing some stretches and maybe foam rolling, or any sort of yeah. mobility for like hamstrings, uh, hip flexors, glutes, maybe quads tends to be really, really helpful. And that will all relieve your back pain. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. and then, I mean, you definitely should strengthen on top of that. So it's, it's a lot of how to, athletic training is a lot of how do I relieve my symptoms right now? Yeah. But also how do I, after the fact, as I'm starting to feel better right. strengthen, so it doesn't happen again. So it's definitely a combo. It's, it's hard to, to say specifics. I will say personally that like for a warm up, for example, yeah. um, I played soccer and track. So I did a lot of dynamic, you know, warm ups. So yeah. like you get a 10 yard space or whatever, and you do some skips and you do some lunges and, you know, you do these dynamic things that incorporated small stretches, but were also an exercise. Yeah. And that worked really well for me. Um, but I just started doing some of, uh, Seth Munzee's disc golf yeah. strong, you know, exercises. Yeah. And those are definitely more exercise based warmups right. versus kind of a dynamic stretching based warmup. And I found that actually worked a little bit better. I would say you definitely shouldn't static stretch solely mm -hmm. before, um, an event. And yes. I think a lot of people kind of are on the same page with that now, but if you just, you know, stand and do a single stretch for 30 to 60 plus seconds, right? You, you're right. stretching out that muscle. And though that's good for muscle flexibility in the long term, you lose power by doing mm -hmm. that. So definitely, you know, motion and <laughs> yeah. some sort of, you know, exercise to engage the muscle before um, your event can be really, really helpful. Yeah. In general, I think people just need to find their problem areas mm -hmm. and, strengthen um yeah. more so than i have an issue and i need to fix it and then you forget about it yeah um, it is i mean that's an important piece of it and i definitely have tips for that as well mm -hmm. but i think in general as disc golfers we probably should as a whole focus more on the strengthening aspects for the long-term health of our bodies yeah that's really good and you mentioned uh disc golf strong that's actually how i first discovered that you were an athletic trainer was when you did um a uh, short little spot with Seth Muncie that I saw yeah. on Facebook. He's doing great stuff. And it's funny because like I know about Disc Golf Strong and I'm like very selfishly doing this particular podcast episode because I know it's there and I know some of the things mm -hmm. and I'm just not doing them. So Yeah, well, uh, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely hoping to implement 
uh, those things. And and the thing that you were talking about is something that's actually helped me a lot um, because I do still uh, struggle with just a little bit of tendonitis in my throwing elbow. Um, mm-hmm. And you had talked about uh, putting ice on it afterwards. And boy, does that make a huge difference. Um, sure. It was less, you know, a small enough amount that just doing that even just sometimes has really helped me. And it's mostly so gone you tried, away. Was it the ice cup that you yep, tried? Yep. Yeah. Very I mean, nice. I didn't actually, I have on my to-do list still to buy paper cups. I've just been using yeah, the right. ice. Yeah. That's fine. That yeah. works. Yeah, definitely. It, it'll save your other hand a little if you have the cup, but that right. works just fine. Right. Um, but that's a really good example because that's, um, you know, it's called tennis elbow usually. It's, right. it's kind of the outside part of your elbow. And especially, I would say, for people that throw forehands, it tends to be mm-hmm. um, an issue. As well. I mean, backhands too, right. but... Um, so that's, that's step one, right? Okay. Yeah. Something's hurting. Something's not right. I'm going to ice it. It's going to help reduce the problem. But right. if all you do is ice it, you're not necessarily going to get rid of that problem. Right. I mean, maybe you will just with time and maybe you end up throwing a little less, right. who knows? Yep. It could definitely go away, but, um, your next step would be, okay, it feels a little better. I'm managing this injury. Um, the next step would be strengthening your yeah. uh, wrist extensors. So mm. um, if you were to like curl your fist and make a muscle, that inside part of your forearm yeah. is yeah. very, very strong, right? That right. flexes the wrists and fingers. And then the outside tends to be really weak and we don't exercise it. So that tennis elbow usually comes from that imbalance. Okay. I mean, how often do you extend your fingers for an exercise? Right. So taking something like a rubber band or yep. a rice bucket or something that makes you extend your fingers um, can be really helpful. And in the short term, that's not a great thing to do because that muscle or that muscle group is really irritated. So if you just extend your fingers repeatedly, you're just going to flare it up. Right. But if you're to the point where it's like, okay, I feel okay. It's still there. I don't know how to get rid of it. um, That would be the next step. Mm, Yeah. That's really good. That's really good for me personally to know, and I'm sure a bunch right. of listeners will too. I think that affects a lot of disc golfers, though, <laughs> yeah. that area. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any other recovery tips? So things that we can kind of do after the round. I feel like that's the easiest time. You know, you're tired and definitely. just kind of want to get off the course, but there's, I know, some things that you can do to make sure um, that recovery happens well. Yeah, that would be the time for that static stretching. So for okay. you, maybe you just, yeah. um, if that elbow is bugged, bugging you, you would just do like a, you know, wrist extensor stretch. So you would just stick your elbow out straight and flex your wrist down and kind of pull on it. I'm mm-hmm. sh- it's hard to describe, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you get the idea, but maybe right. you do something like that and maybe you do ice it. And then also just hydrating really well. Yeah. Um, I'm a really big fan of um, foam rolling, you mm-hmm. know, like at the end of the day, if mm-hmm. I've done something really big. So it's hard for like a forearm. I actually have a really specific tool to kind of do some uh, mobility work on the sure. forearm that works really nice. But I mean, you could take that ice cup. Part of the reason that's nice is because it's actually a massage as well as right. ice. Right. So, um, yeah, I think for the most part, like if you know you do have a problem area, if your quad's bugging you a little bit after the round, mm-hmm. take that five minutes, stretch it out drink some water, maybe a t- another time or two. If you've got several hours before the end of your day, you've played a morning round, yeah. maybe once or twice that day, um, in addition to right after you round, you you do a little bit of that static stretching just to relieve it. If you just sit around and ignore it mm-hmm. um, and it's injured, everything around whatever's injured tends to tighten down 
and fluid will gather and you'll get a little swelling. Um, so just, yeah, trying to move as much as possible if it's pain free is really, really good. Um, and that's, yeah, I think that's where stretching really has its place. And so you mentioned drinking water. I don't know. Is there anything else that you recommend? We talked a little bit about electrolyte tablets, um, other ways that you found are beneficial to just, you know, staying hydrated more than anything. Yeah, it's hard. I've grown up in primarily dry areas, so I find it's not as hard. Right. um, (laughs) That is the truth. To stay hydrated, you, (laughs) but you know, you, you feel a little thirsty, you drink some water. It's, it's it's not that bad. And humidity, I really struggle. Yeah. And, you know, like in the cold, you don't necessarily want to drink a bunch of water because you're, you don't feel warm or overheated. So, um, I think, so I don't know what you guys talked about earlier, but the, the basic rule is you want to drink half your body weight in ounces uh, every day. And that's like pre-exercise, right? right? So that's just for normal humans that maybe sit at a computer all day and just walk around a little, not doing a ton, right. Mm -hmm. Activity wise. Um, and that's a lot. I mean, that's kind of a lot of water Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to do. We all walk around under hydrated. Yeah. Um, so I would say something that you could do like when you first wake up is drink a nice eight ounce glass of water, right. Yeah. And, and get things going. Um, especially like if you, as, as women, we tend to play those earlier rounds. So trying to get things going early. Yeah. Um, I think one thing people do, um, is realize like, man, I'm really thirsty or I haven't been drinking water and they'll just chug a ton of water. Our bodies can only absorb a certain amount at a time. Um, electrolytes are great and can be helpful. Um, I personally like to start with just plain old water in the morning and then maybe have like a, you know, 40 milliliter, uh, water bottle and like a Powerade or something Mm -hmm. during the round. So it's, I mean, again, I'm a big fan of like what works for you. Yeah. When I'm in humidity, I go and buy a bunch of Pedialytes yeah. and <laughs> yeah. pound those down because yeah. that seems to help. Cool. Well, were there any other tips that you had in mind that you wanted to share with us? I think the main thing probably is just um, early recognition. You know, if you yeah. know that something is wrong. It's not like, oh, my elbow, I tweaked my elbow. I have to stop playing in this tournament, right? But like, you should try to catch things early because Mm -hmm. especially things like tendonitis um, or like I once in high school had a strained quad that I kept trying to go back to early and I ended up being out for a month instead of four days, right? Right. (laughs) I just stopped and done what I should do. So just, you know, if you have the luxury of of being able to stop and take a break and try some things that might help try some stretching try some foam rolling if you feel Mm -hmm. good enough maybe do some strengthening right but it's if you can get some ice on something right away that really helps limit damage Mm -hmm. and if you can catch something early and make some changes so it doesn't like really set in and become this chronic issue you're gonna be a lot happier i think too many people like uh, you know, this has been bugging me for a few weeks, right? right? It's like, well, if something's bother- bothering you for a week, that's, I mean, that's already a long time. So if you can, I say, if something's bothering you for more than a week, you should really be changing something about yeah. your routine to address it. So just as early as possible, even if it means taking some time off that you don't really want to take off yeah. from 
from playing or whatever, um, it's worth it in the long run. Well, that's all really great advice. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. No problem. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we're back with some listener questions. All right, my friend Bruce asked, how many women actually throw lightweight discs? Do they feel that really makes a difference? Is it only off the tee? Do you think they should make lightweight mid-ranges and putters as well? So how about y'all? What do you use, Anna? I love lightweight discs. And um, Scott Reek, who's a a big-name TD here in town, always runs fabulous tournaments, always has, like, great players, pack items, everything. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Scott's a great guy. But uh, when I first met him – well, actually, I don't know if it was when I first met him, but one of the first times I met him was during his – Midwest Amateur uh, Championship. Yeah, I played for the first time in 2014, and I was going to DD that uh, the dynamic disc story that he was running here in town at the time uh, to pick up my players pack. And I think I m- must have made some comment of, "Oh, don't you have a a 167 whatever disc yeah. uh, for the players pack?" And he said, "Well, have you ever tried throwing a lighter weight disc?" And I said, "Well, this is what I've always thrown with, and right. this is what I know." Um, so basically telling them, I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm yeah. just, I just want to do what I always do. <laughs> but he said, well, and I, I got to remember how he phrased it. It was, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> he said, um, you can learn to dribble a basketball with your feet, but it doesn't make it right. So, <laughs> that sounds like Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it takes me a while. I'm pretty stubborn. So I did come around eventually yeah. and now it's a whole new world yeah. opened up to me with the lighter weight discs. So um, some of my favorite discs yeah. are like 138 Destroyers, okay. just something yeah, silly right. like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it just, I don't have to try as hard yeah. to get it to go as far. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I have uh, nothing but good things to say about um, trying some lightweight discs out. And uh, I, another one of my favorite discs is like a 150 Shark, but... The problem with lighter weight just so you just gotta they're flippier, right? Like so you just gotta, you know, have a a good touch with them. Yeah, yeah. Crispy. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, of course the the smarty pants me wants to say, well, I don't know because I can't speak for every woman, but um, <laughs> I'm just being a, a smarty pants there. But you know, I I personally, um, you know, I throw mostly 150 class discs. Um, I do prefer some. Um, 160, like mid upper 160 mid ranges, um, more for stability. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some mid ranges that are lighter weight, um, which I know, um, was also, I think part of the, the discussion, you know, about getting lighter weight mid ranges. I have a couple that I really like, but, um, you know, to Anna's point, yeah, you lose stability with weight sometimes. So, I mean, I like them. I know that I had spinal surgery and I think you guys mm-hmm. know this and, I had started throwing a little bit heavier, like into the upper 150s. And then after my surgery, I slowed down my discs again. I got went back to like my 150 even discs um, because I just, I felt like I could actually do more with them. And right. as Anna said, I mean, have a little more, you know, touch with them and be able to do what I wanted it to do versus trying to force a faster or heavier disc to do mm-hmm. what I couldn't make it do just then because yeah. I wasn't in the same condition I was when I was throwing it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it does make a difference depending on, you know, what you're using it for. And, yeah. and it's not only off the tee. I think that was part of the question, mm-hmm. too. Um, and there's a lot of women who like lighter weight 
putters. I like max weight putters. Yeah. That's just my preference. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I've al- I've always just thrown. 170 yep. putters i don't know i don't know if, how light they make putters avr goes down to 150 yeah, I, I know that oh really uh-huh just like the sharks and oh, like because end of a throw does make some lighter yeah, weight i think i saw that in the starter pack once actually. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean i think i have like a 160 avr somewhere just that i got just for yeah. fun it's a disc golf day kansas city disc golf day disc but yeah i mean i you know that's kind of interesting. I'm kind of the same way. Like my drivers, I throw 150 to 162 pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, like my life changed the first time I tried a Blizzard T-Bird. It was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the I can story do I was talking thing. about is Blizzard right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I throw all gyro discs, um, they actually, I've talked about it on the podcast before, they have a disc called the Photon that I can throw in a 152 uh, gram in a headwind and it flies just like I want it to. Um, it's not flippy for me at all. But in my uh, mid ranges, I do throw in the mid to upper 160s. And then my putters, I do in the 170s mm-hmm. too. And it really does depend. Our friend Lupe, um, I know she throws mostly max weight everything mm-hmm. and does great with it. So it, it really just depends. Um, so you can't like really say necessarily anything across the board, but obviously the three of us here, we have taken advantage of the lighter weight disc. Well, so. and, and you know, arms, all kinds of things. I mean, yeah. there's a local pro here, yes, CD that throws, absolutely. we all know about CD throws blizzard discs and he's 53 I don't always throw blizzards, and, but when I do, they go far. Yeah. I mean, he's, he you know, 53 miles. and four foot, <laughs> 11, five foot tall and throws, you know, yep. 400 feet. All right. Very good. So now we'll do a quick wrap up of some FPO and women's tournament action. Uh, It's been a number of weeks since we had a podcast, so I'm just going to kind of focus on this weekend and what we have coming up. So, of course, this last week was Junior Worlds, and it was incredible. I was definitely following along with uh, the live scoring, following along really closely. Um, I couldn't help but cheer for Cynthia and Edie as they've been on the podcast, um, and they both won. It was incredible. So congrats to Cynthia Ricciotti, Edie Hurd, Lily Ruthen, Virginia Pokinghorn, and Cadence Kekik. And also shout out to Kate Nungage. Kate and Cadence were uh, the two competitors in the under six division, which is just adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we yeah, were watching yeah. some of the videos yep, with the. Oh, say, my gosh. She was so cute. Yeah, yes. both, uh, okay. both, I, <laughs> both DD and uh, the disc golf guy put out some videos. So I definitely mm-hmm. recommend checking those out. Um, like I said, I was following along really closely. Um, shout out to our locals, Maddie Quaid and Ava Meyer. Woo! They just keep getting better and Love better. Love those girls. Yeah. And everyone, I feel like, really has something to be to feel good about. Like, there were um, players, certain rounds that were maybe fourth and fifth place, but still had the hot round. Uh, there mm-hmm. were holes where somebody kind of down the line there maybe wasn't uh, going to place, but they were, like, the only one to get the birdie. Um, it was cool. So everybody, I think, should feel really, really stoked. Then this last weekend was also uh, yesterday. There were a couple uh, women's only tournaments, the Omaha Ladies Open and the Feather Frenzy. And if you're looking for all women tournaments or events, uh, if you go to discgolfforwomen.com, they've got a, a page on their website that's dedicated to women's tournaments. And we also have on our Facebook page, we try to put out as many of those as we can. So that's awesome. Uh, also, this last weekend was the Kono Piste Open in Finland. Mm. I don't know if y'all... Did you practice caught, how to pronounce that? I caught... <laughs> I know, right? No. I caught, yeah, I, I, caught I finally caught it last year. Like, I'm sure I'm probably still t- 
like saying it wrong. I've just watched. I think I might say p. I think it's what like peach day. I think is how I've yeah. heard yeah. it sometimes. Like, but I think I think Americans say "cone right? day." I, I haven't actually heard it said yet, so that's why I was uh, like, yeah. alone, so like, I have so to listen to my husband say it all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> so on MPO, man, if you don't, I'm sure you oh, know yeah, already. Oh yeah, been crazy. Eagle just went yeah. bananas. It was such a fun yeah. watch. And uh, Spin TV is putting out, I believe, the last round of FPO at some point here yeah, this upcoming it. week. Yep. But hey, shout out to Finland. Like They know they how to do it proper, incredible. man. And uh, Henna Blomros and Evelina Salonen are two names that you've probably heard already and you're going to continue to hear more of. Evelina is 17 and Henna is 18. They are the top two rated women in Europe. Wow. And they've just been playing That's great cool. golf. Evelina wow. came out with the win by one stroke. Um, she Man. shot five under in the third round, and they're playing the same track that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, and those courses are huge. Bananas. So super cool. A uh, bunch of, I guess there's like four A-tiers this weekend. Um, I don't know all the finishes yet because it's too early on Sunday. Uh, but shout out to the Bloom. Our buddy Kaylee Kincaid is out there competing <laughs> with our Colorado friends. At the Brett Hambrick Memorial, Jessica Weiss shot an 899 rated round one, but came back roaring with a 983 and 966 second and third rounds to take that win. And the Silver Cup, Madison Walker also struggled a tiny bit in the first round, but came back with two 972 rated rounds in a row to take that win. So that's awesome. Um, And I'll post on Facebook the other ones that I'm missing. And hey, coming up real soon is the Amateur World Championships. And our very own Anna Hare sitting right here is oh! going. <laughs> well, like I said before, I'm I'm not planning to win, but I'm planning on having a ton of fun. That's you know, awesome. I've heard I've heard nothing but great things about the Charlotte disc mm-hmm. golf scene, and I just yeah, sure. was really excited to get a chance to go out there and be a part of it. That's awesome. And you played last year too. Was that your first Worlds? Yeah, it was my first okay. Worlds. So uh, yeah, if Thank you got if any of you ladies or guys or anyone um, care to know this tidbit of info, uh, I kind of got in last year um uh, by chance or by luck because i didn't actually qualify so what happened so if you're the reason why i'm saying this if you are wanting to go to am worlds but feeling discouraged because you didn't have enough points yeah. to qualify etc there are kind of loopholes that yeah. you know if if it doesn't fill they will allow anyone who's signed up as a pdga member to register at a certain point they let everyone you know they, yeah, right. they let international the fields, people in yeah. first and then yeah. um the next round of um, they do invitees and from from overseas and invitees and then in, and then yeah and then they leave it open and right so that's how i got yeah. the opportunity to play last year cool. and i was um super thankful that i got to do that because i was a tiny bit jealous that all my friends were going <laughs> right. and i hadn't played enough tournaments because I just hadn't gotten my stuff together like they had. But, um, so great thing is that I was hustling, playing a lot of tournaments last year to get qualified for this year. So that was nice to get my first invitation to play this year. Yeah. Mm. And I believe that works that way for pro worlds too, which is in Kansas city this year. So our master pro or master pro worlds. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. So if you are a master's player interested in coming out, definitely come out. I'll be spotting on one of your holes out there somewhere. I'll be spotting for doubles. I'll be checking in for worlds. I'll be, my husband will be course coordinator for one of the courses. So yeah, we'll be around too. Come see us. I won't go to, I won't go to am worlds this year, but that's okay. I'm going to be rooting for Anna and Liz Liz, and all my friends who are going. Very good. All right. That's our show. Any shout outs, Anna? Team Ace, uh, I'm glad that I finally got to be here to participate. Shout out to you for putting this on because, you know, um, 
I know you had contacted me about coming on the show a while ago, but just life has been crazy and busy and stuff. So um, what is good about my delayed um, participation is that I got to see the overwhelming response from everyone about how much they have enjoyed it. And so, of course, I couldn't say no and <laughs> had to come in. So um, thank you for adding such a uh, awesome, positive thing to ladies mm -hmm. disc golf and the disc golf community in general. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. Crispian shout outs. All right. Um, well, first of all, I'll give it since I'm wearing wearing a Ducks Flying Discs hat yeah. this evening, I'll give a little shout out to Duck, aka uh, Chris Duck Denderant in Wichita, um, my hometown, and he runs Ducks Flying Discs. So I'm wearing one of his hats, and my husband's been on Team Duck. And I'll give a shout out to um, my husband Max. I love him. And finally, I want to give a shout out to um, three of my favorite small people juniors yeah. um virginia Polkinghorn yes. and maddie quaid and ava meyer because i just adore all three of those girls and they've been buddies for a long time and ava and maddie of course live closer together and you know i was texting with ava's mom before the um junior worlds and i said you know tell her good luck and you know i'm proud of her no matter what and her mom responded back that all they're trying to teach those girls to do is something to the effective is to be good people and have yeah. a good time and work hard. Absolutely. And so, you know, hey, girls. Yes. The future of women's disc mm -hmm. golf is For strong. sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. My thanks to Crispian, Anna, and Erica. Thank you to DZ Discs, where the disc you see is the disc you get. If you are interested in supporting the podcast, visit our website, ladiesofthechains.com, where you can click on the support button or email us if you're interested in a sponsorship. You can support the podcast through Patreon for as little as $1 a month. You can also find us on Facebook or email us your questions and comments to ladiesofthechains at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, if you would be so kind to rate us on iTunes or whatever platform you are listening on, have a great couple weeks, get out and play some golf, and we'll see you next time on the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast.